For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm excited about today's show because guess who our special guest is? It's just me. It's you and me today. I am so stoked about what I'm going to share with you. And I'm really, really excited about telling you a process that I have come up with that will help you become more well-known. And it's a step-by-step plan. So I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. By the way, want to reach me? You can tag me on Instagram. I am at Stelzner. Or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And if you're new to this podcast, hit that subscribe button because I've got some amazing content coming for you. All right. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. With that, let's proceed over to today's podcast episode with me. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Are you well-known? Do you dream of becoming well-known? Think about this for a second. What could you achieve for your business and for yourself if you were more well-known? Here's some of the obvious benefits of becoming well-known. You could generate a lot more revenue, which might mean more clients, possibly increasing your rates, opportunities kind of drop in your lap, professional advancement, financial security, the list goes on and on. But I know that you also might be thinking about something different that you could do if you're more well-known. Perhaps you could help more people. Perhaps you could make a bigger impact if more people could hear your message, maybe even change lives and possibly, dare I say, even change the world if more people could hear your message. Some of the other advantages that come from being well-known that I know from my own experience is you get asked to be a guest on podcasts. You get recruited to speak on stages all over the world. And sometimes lucrative book deals just kind of drop into your lap. Now, I'm going to share with you over the remainder of this podcast episode a method for becoming well-known that works regardless of what industry you're in. doesn't matter whether you're a plumber, an ADHD expert, B2B, B2C. It works in all industries. 
And if you follow what I'm about to share with you, it will greatly reduce the likelihood that you will not succeed. Said another way, it'll help reduce your, your risk of failure. You won't waste your time. You won't waste your money in pursuit of this because this method helps accelerate your success. So are you ready to hear what I have to say? Let me start by telling you why I think today, as you're hearing this in 2020, becoming well-known is so important. If you think about the organic reach decline that we've seen on the social platforms over the last couple of years, it's gotten harder and harder for us to get our message, our content out there on the platforms because the algorithms, their job is to repress that content. So what if you could follow this method and more people would talk about you one-on-one? More people would share privately over DMs the amazing content that you're creating. This is why this is so important because you can rise above the algorithms. In addition, I think that today we operate in a world of digital distraction. There's a lot of research that shows that we've never been more distracted with all these different devices and with lots of different opportunities to get us and our, our brain distracted. If you were well known, you wouldn't have to compete with all that because people would seek you out. They would want to listen to what you have to say. And that would allow you to get kind of above the frame, above the distraction. And the truth of the matter is, because of the internet and because of social, we have a lot more competitors than we've ever had before. But here's the good news. If you can do what I'm going to share with you, it'll allow you to kind of rise above your competition because they will not do what I'm about to share with you. So first of all, why me? Why Michael Stelzner talking to you right now about becoming well-known? Well, let me share a little bit of a backstory with you. In the mid-1990s, I started my very own creative agency, and we serviced mostly high-tech companies, and we did everything from copywriting to market research to corporate identity, which included logo designs, website design, product marketing, market research. Basically, we helped with all the creative aspects of helping high-tech companies get their message out there with the written word, visually, and all that kind of stuff. And we were just like every other agency on the planet in the 1990s. Then, in the early 2000s, I decided to pivot. I decided to focus on a specific kind of writing. I started a blog called Michael Stelzner's Writing White Papers, and I started experimenting with getting my message out there. I started writing for other people's blogs that were much bigger than mine, like Copy Blogger and Marketing Profs. For example, Five Tips for Finding Writing Time was an article that I wrote on Copy Blogger back in the uh, early 2000s. And what ended up happening was a lot of people started resonating with my message. And most of those people were writers and marketers. I started a little website called whitepapersource.com. And no, it wasn't a source for getting white paper. Instead, it was kind of a precursor to socialmediaexaminer.com. It was a place where you could go to learn how to market with white papers, how to craft white papers. And before Facebook groups, there were forums. And we had a forum where hundreds of people would come and discuss various topics around the idea of white papers. This all took off. 
And then I wrote a book called uh, Writing White Papers. I self-published it. I sold 10,000 copies of that book. And many people referred to me as the world's leading expert on this topic. I had a lot of big businesses as my customers like Microsoft and Hewlett Packard and Motorola and FedEx and SAP and Qualcomm and Verisign and Dow Jones and Monster. And they were all lining up to want to work with me. And I was able to raise my rates. I was set. If I wanted to do this for the rest of my life, I could have totally done it. Then in 2009, I pivoted again. I decided to go behind the scenes this time and create a movement that wasn't about me, but instead was about helping others. Social Media Examiner was basically a website with how-to articles. And part of what I did in 2009 and over the last decade since I founded Social Media Examiner was I really poured myself into helping other people become well-known in the industry that we're in. I privately advised, coached, and mentored a lot of people that you probably know. For example, Amy Porterfield, Mari Smith, Subi Zimmerman, Molly Pittman, Natasha Takahashi, Pat Flynn, Marcus Sheridan, Joe Polizzi, and Roberto Blake, Ray Edwards, Owen Video, Carlos Gill, John Lee Dumas, Leslie Samuel, Marcus Sheridan. I might have mentioned his name already. A lot of these people I worked with as when they were really early. And I kind of helped them with a lot of my experience to become very, very well known in their various niches. And then about seven years ago, a little more than seven years ago, I, I launched a little podcast that you're listening to right now called the Social Media Marketing Podcast. And all of a sudden I became well-known again. And to this day, it's probably one of the things people most know me for is for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. So why am I qualified to teach on becoming well-known? Well, I've become well-known in two different industries, the writing industry and also in the social media industry. And I've helped a lot of people become really, really well-known. So I feel like I've got some wisdom to share. So I'm going to do that now. But before I do, I want to give you a little warning. If you want to become well-known, this is not a you know fame and fortune overnight kind of situation. You're going to have to do the work. And that might be a little scary, but you know I know you well enough because I met you, so many of you, in person at Social Media Marketing World and over the years. And I know work doesn't scare you. And I also know that you know that all valuable pursuits require work. So if you're willing to put in the work that I'm about to share with you, this is going to make your path to becoming well-known so much easier. It's not even funny. So I'm going to introduce an acronym to you, and it's known as the DREAMS method. And each letter in the word DREAMS, it stands for something. And if you follow the method, this is going to help your dreams become a reality, your dreams of becoming well-known. So are you ready to hear the method? Say yes. <laughs> or give me a thumbs up wherever you are in the world, even though I can't see it. All right. So it's first of all, you need to understand that it's a step-by-step process. you got to go through each piece of this process, one after the other, just like you're walking up a set of stairs. If you follow it, it's going to radically reduce the risk of failure, and it will accelerate your growth. And it really, really does work. So Let's start with the very first letter in the DREAMS acronym, and it stands for DEPICT. Now, 
I want you to think about depicting as creating a drawing of your future or a visual storyboard. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to achieve? Do you want more revenue? Do you want to help more people? Do you want to achieve some personal goals like recognition, acknowledgement, acceptance? Do you want to get up on more stages or make more podcast appearances or maybe get a book deal? What is it that you want? What is it that you want that you would not even dare tell your closest friends or even your family because you know they would poo-poo all over your ideas? What do you really, really want? Think about it for a second. Now, in the depict phase, once you figure out what you want, the really next important thing is to imagine what kind of roadblocks you might face. And this is really important because if you can think about what kind of challenges you might run into and prepare for those challenges ahead of time, this will allow you to route around them when you face them. And when you think about roadblocks, a lot of times they're in our head. I want you to imagine a dog in a front yard and an invisible fence. And so many of us think about what an invisible fence is. You know, the idea here is that that dog has been trained never to leave the yard because they know they're going to get a little shock every time they do. Well, roadblocks are like invisible fences inside of our brain And we get scared to leave our front yard and step into our future reality. And I love what Michael Hyatt says. He refers to these roadblocks, and many others do as well, as limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs. Beliefs that limit our abilities. Now, Michael Hyatt says you need to take these limiting beliefs and reframe them, restate them, as liberating truths. So limiting beliefs should be restated as liberating truths. For example, one of the challenges you might be thinking about is I don't have time. I don't have time for what is necessary for me to become well-known. So you can reframe that as I make time for everything that's truly important to me. I make time for everything that's truly important to me. And you know this is true. If your family is important to you, you make time for it. If your business is important to you, you make time for it. Listening to this podcast, if it's important for you, you choose to make time to listen to this when you know you could be listening to something else. So reframe that time challenge as I make time for everything that's truly important to me. Now, another thing that a lot of people struggle with is there's too many competitors. And I want to give you a podcasting example. I think you know this, but if you were to pull up the Apple podcast directory and type in the phrase real estate, you're going to see tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of real estate podcasts from people you probably never heard of before, but maybe you know you do know them because maybe you're in the real estate business. Now, you could look at that and you could say, wow, there's dozens of them too much competition, no room for me. Or you could reframe it as this liberating truth. There's lots of people interested in this topic. And thankfully, people have gone before me and proven this. Said another way, others have already 
justified that a market exists, therefore, full speed ahead. My good friend Cliff Ravenscraft says another thing that is really great with reframing competition. No matter who's out there, there are some people who will never respond to anyone's voice but mine. There are some people out there who will never respond to anyone's voice but yours. So that's a great way of reframing that roadblock. How about fear? Fear is a biggie. I think we all face it. I like to think of fear as my green light. So I reframe it to say when I'm scared, that means I need to move forward. Joseph Campbell, the author of The Hero's Journey, has an amazing quote. He said, quote, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. If you're standing in front of a cave and you knew for a fact that everything you wanted was inside that cave, would you go in? (laughs) Some people won't but some people will. If you knew with absolute certainty you had all the technology in the world and it said it's in there, why wouldn't you do it? Of course you would do it. So that's how we got to rethink fear. Fear is always scarier than it really is. I like to think of it as a green light. How about I don't have a plan? I don't know how. Here's a great way to reframe that. It's not essential to know how. I believe it's possible and that I will find a way. All you got to say is, I believe it's possible and I will find a way. I often refer to how as the how weeds. We get stuck in the how weeds and we never get out of them. Don't worry about the how. Move into it and just know you'll figure it out. And here's the other good news. I'm giving you a plan, a framework that you could follow if you want to by the time you're done listening to this and you'll have a little bit more understanding of how you could do this. Other important things to think about in the depict phase. We're still just in the D of the dreams. What makes you special? Now, some of you are like, I have no freaking idea. (laughs) Well, that's okay, but others do. So ask other people, what are you known for? You know, you just have to ask yourself, like, what am I known for? What am I an expert in? What makes me special? Now, a couple other questions I want you to ask yourself. If you could overcome your limiting beliefs, the roadblocks that we just talked about, what could you achieve? What could you achieve if you just stepped into it? How could this achievement transform your business and transform your life? I'm going to give you a quick example. I dream of teaching more people how to become well-known. My roadblock, honestly, is that I've not done it in public. I've done it behind the scenes for a select few. So I'm not known for this thing that I'm talking about with you. I reframed it that I have all the knowledge I need to teach this. I know I can teach this. I've done it. And it doesn't matter whether I do it one-on-one or whether I do it to -to one-to-many. I know I have everything I need. What could I accomplish? The ripple effect of helping other people like you achieve your desires of becoming well-known could be absolutely enormous. I could change the world through people like you. So we've talked about the D in the dreams method is depict. The R, the next part of the process is research. Now here's the thing. This is super important, but everybody seems to skip this and then they wonder why things do not work. Research is critical. Now there's two sides to research. The first is researching your audience. Who exactly do you want to reach? 
Now, I know you might be thinking, I want to reach people just like me. Well, that may be true, but don't assume that they're just like you. Chances are pretty good they're actually quite different than you because you are completely unique and there's no one else like you. So what you want to do is if you know who you want to reach is you want to try to figure out what their struggles are, what are their frustrations, and which ones of those can you help with? Because here's the deal. No matter what topic you want to be well-known in, you can't possibly help everyone with every little piece of that big topic. But you can help with certain aspects of it. So that's where you want to be intellectually honest with yourself and say, okay, these are the struggles they face. These are the ones that I'm uniquely equipped to be able to help with. And this is really, really important to head you down that path. Now, how do you know their struggles? Well, you ask, you talk to people. I did a little research project in a Facebook group for the Social Media Marketing Society. And I I basically asked people, do you want to be well-known in your industry? And it doesn't need to be related to the social marketing space. And I said, if so, I would like to talk to you. I had 77 comments. I selected about 10 people. I did interviews with all of them and I had them transcribed. And then what I did was after I transcribed them, I started tracking certain phrases that they said, certain words that kept coming up over and over again. And in the process of interviewing these people, I realized that only a few of these people were actually the target market that I wanted to reach. So I knew I needed to do something more. So I went out and I surveyed people. In our case, because we have a lot of customers, I I targeted about 270 of our customers and I sent them a really detailed survey and it was mostly open-ended questions. Like, why are you interested in becoming well-known? Has becoming well-known been a struggle. Why? And this is where the solid gold came out because I started noticing certain kinds of struggles that they were facing. And I started noticing the kinds of words that they were using and making a lot of notes and kind of documenting everything that I had discovered. Another part of the research phase is to understand your competitors. Who are your competitors? Some people have compared me to Gary Vaynerchuk, for example. I'll come back to Gary in just a second, but who are your competitors and what are their strengths and who are they targeting? This is really important. What are their strengths? What makes them awesome? Let's take Gary Vee, for example. Gary Vaynerchuk's amazing strength is that he is always out there engaging with thousands of people, what feels like every single day. And because he's on the front lines talking to so many people, he has insight that most marketers do not have. He's creating content at a level that no one can possibly keep up with. So his strengths are he's a content machine and he's out on the front lines, always aware of new things. And he's also experimenting a lot with new tech, new social platforms. Who is Gary targeting? I think Gary's targeting a very aspirational audience. I think a lot of people he speaks to are younger individuals who really, really desire to make a name for themselves. And that's what makes Gary special and unique. Now, If you were competing with Gary, which I don't think I am, how could you be different? That's an important question to ask yourself. So in this phase of the process, you really want to document who are your competitors? What are their amazing superpowers and who are they targeting? And then maybe you could say to yourself, all right, well, I'm targeting someone slightly different or I have different superpowers and I'm talking about slightly different things. 
And maybe you'll begin to wrap your mind around the fact that you can coexist in the same marketplace. All right. Dreams. D, depict. R, research. E, experiment. Now, in this part of the process, this is where it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fail. And the goal here is to take the research that you discovered about your audience and what their struggles are and to begin using that language and experimenting with messages targeted at your ideal audience. And you want to run really what I call low friction experiments. For example, you might do a little poll on an Instagram story, or you might start a discussion in a Facebook group. And like a good researcher, you're going to be looking for certain kinds of signals. For example, are you hearing the word love? You know, are people saying, oh my gosh, I love this. This is amazing. Or is it crickets? No one's saying anything. This is really important because if no one's saying anything, then either your message is off or your audience is off and you got to try and retarget to a different group. And you want to just keep running experiments over and over again until you find what works. Then when you find what works, you move to the next level, which is augment. So we've got depict, research, experiment, and then augment. To augment means to make better or to improve. And this step of the process involves taking those messages that did pass through your research phase and making them into something greater. And if you think about what you can do with message development, it's kind of exciting. You can develop core talking points in this phase of the process, like who exactly am I for? The unique problem I help them solve is blank. And what is my solution simply stated? Now, in this phase, in the augment phase, you really want to focus on a phrase that I like to call desired outcomes. What is the desired outcome of your audience? What do they most want? I'll give you a quick example of this whole core talking points. Social Media Examiner helps millions of businesses, so that's who we're for, businesses, discover how to best use social media, so that's what we help them solve, how to best use social media to... And these are the desired outcomes to connect with customers, drive traffic, generate awareness, and increase sales. Said again, Social Media Examiner helps millions of businesses discover how to best use social media to connect with customers, drive traffic, generate awareness, and increase sales. So you want to develop your own core talking points. And that way, everybody knows exactly if you're for them and what they might achieve or gain if they were to participate with whatever it is that you're doing. Now, in this augment phase is also a great opportunity to do something kind of exciting. Have you ever noticed that some of the most well-known people in any industry that have come up with their own methods? For example, Gary Vaynerchuk has jab, 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 right hook. Those of you that are Gary V fans know what that means. It's give, 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 and then ask. You've got a lot of other people that have published books or talked about processes and methodologies, and they've described it and figured out a way to describe it in a way that's super, super easy, kind of like what I'm doing right now with this dreams method. So in the augment phase, you want to come up with your own method or your own process. And ideally, it's unique. And ideally, it's easy to remember, and it makes a lot of sense. In the augment phase, you also want to come up with some stories that you can tell. For example, in 2009, went to a trade show, interviewed a guy named Scott Monty, who worked for Ford Motor Company, 
interviewed him on video and asked him and lots of other people like him questions about social media because I knew nothing about social media. And they helped me understand a lot more. And I took those videos and my audience watched them and they loved them. Now, this story I've been telling for the last 10 years. And I've told variations of this story over and over and over again. What stories could you tell? The benefit of stories is they help people quickly understand a concept. And our brains absolutely love stories. For example, a good story releases cortisol. Cortisol helps us make memories. And what do we want as marketers? We want to be remembered. Dopamine is also released. That allows us to lean in and be engaged. And what do we talk about all the time in marketing? We want to create engaging content. Oxytocin is released, and that helps us with empathy and connection. We always talk about wanting to make great connections. So if you can figure out how to tell amazing stories, I love this quote from Ira Glass. Great stories happen to those who can tell them. So figure out a way to tell amazing stories. And they don't have to be your stories. They can be other people's stories, but you got to figure out how to tell them. In the augment phase, you also are going to begin working on your content and your social strategy. You're going to have to create content. And this is where you're going to have to think about which mediums makes the most amount of sense. The written word, spoken word, video, or live video. So that's the augment phase. So, so far we've talked about in this dreams method, depict, research, experiment, augment. And now we're jumping over to make. And this is the exciting part of the process that everybody seems to kind of jump right to. They go straight from a depiction to making and everything falls apart because they haven't done all the other steps in between. But in this phase, this is where you begin to make a name for yourself by making sure you show up on a regular basis and make great content. Now, I have been doing this with this podcast. I've been playing video clips from videos that I've been creating. This is my way of making sure I show up and signal to you that this is something I'm familiar with and I know something about. And of course, I've been publishing these videos all over the place. They're out there on YouTube. They're out there on Facebook. They're out there on LinkedIn. Now, this is really important. This is why all this stuff begins to connect together. This is why you will greatly increase your likelihood of success if you follow this method. When you get to this point in the process and you work through all those other steps, first of all, you're going to know exactly who you want to reach and what their struggles are. There's not going to be any guessing. You will have done your research and you will have experimented with your message and you will know which messages are going to resonate. You will have developed your talking points and your process. And all this is going to make it so much easier when you actually get around to leaning in and making the content that you know is ultimately going to connect with people. Now, in this phase of the process, you also have to decide where are you going to publish your content? Here's the good news. You do not have to go out and create something from scratch. You can actually leverage other people's platforms, which is kind of amazing. And we're going to get to more of that in just a second. Now, remember the competitive research that I talked about earlier? Well, I want you to go back to your competitors at this stage of the process and I want you to ask yourself, like, where are they publishing content? For example, Gary Vaynerchuk has got this podcast called The Weekly V. 
and it looks like it's a new podcast that he's releasing. He also was recently on a podcast called the CMO podcast and he tweeted about it and he said it was a great experience. So if I wanted to be in front of his audience, I might want to experiment with audio content or maybe I'll let Gary have the audio content and I'll figure out a way to leverage my skills, which maybe are the written word. And I'll go out there and write content for that audience. So in this phase of the process, you know, when you're making content, it's really good to go back to those competitors and figure out where they're showing up. That can really streamline things. Now, there are some people that have the gift of gab, and that might be you. And podcasting might be a place you want to lean in on. And what's great about podcasting is there's lots of interview-based podcasts that you can show up on. For example, Rich Brooks has a great podcast called The Agents of Change. He interviews a lot of experts on that podcast. And you can study the Apple Podcast directory. You can see which podcasts in your industry happen to do interviews. And you can try to get yourself on those podcasts, which gets you in front of that right audience and can give you a huge accelerant. Video. Maybe you love showing up on video. Here's the good news. You could partner with some of your peers and do stories takeovers. You could show up on live video shows. There's a lot of people that do live shows on LinkedIn and Facebook. You could be a guest on those shows. Maybe the written word is your specialty. The good news is you can go write for other blogs. For example, Social Media Examiner is just one of many multi-author blogs where we're always accepting guest writers. If you go to Medium, they've got huge publications on there like mission.org where you can try to publish your content in front of their very large and gargantuous audience. What about speaking? Well, so many people aspire to be like solo speakers on the stage at Social Media Marketing World or other large events, but how about just starting with webinars? How about partnering with other people and doing joint webinars? I've been on webinars where I've just been interviewed. What about if you do do an event, how about being on a panel? What's great about being on panels is there much less friction. You're not the one doing all the talking. You have an opportunity to listen and to add more value instead of just having to come up with original content. What about even moderating panels? These are just incredible opportunities that you, if you like to perform, can kind of get your feet wet. Now, in the make phase, as I mentioned, you could do audio, you could do video, you could do the written word, and you can do live performance-based content. I really want to encourage you to just do whatever content really is best for you. Because the truth of the matter is that it's very rare to have the ability to do audio, video, written, and live performance is exceptionally rare. So you probably want to start with just one area and kind of lean in on that area. And then you want to start tracking your performance. If you're at a live event, you want to watch to see whether people come up to you afterwards and ask questions. You want to watch to see whether people are leaving the room. If you're on a webinar, you want to see whether or not people are leaving comments. If you're on someone's podcast, you want to give a call to action at the end. You want to see if anybody reaches out to you, or you want to encourage people to connect with you on the social channels with their questions. And you really just want to track what works and what doesn't. Because if you get no response, well, maybe you were in front of the wrong audience, or maybe your message was off. Okay. So, so far we've talked about depict, research, experiment, augment, make. Now the last letter in dreams is sync. This is where you begin to work with other people. This is where you begin to work with even your competition. If you've been making content for a little while at this point of the process, you will have gained some traction and you will start to be recognized by your peers and you will have opportunities to naturally work with them and partner with them. For example, 
Daryl Eves has a competitive event to social media marketing world called Vid Summit. I have been a speaker there multiple times. We do not see each other as competition. Instead, we see each other as friends. Even though we both have events with some of the very same speakers targeting very similar audiences. And it's because we figured out how to add value to each other's lives and to each other's audiences for a triple win, right? It's a win for him. It's a win for me. It's a win for the audience. So in this phase of sync, it's kind of an advanced part of the process. You want to really identify people that you would love to collaborate with. And this is where I think going back to those competitors is so valuable. Like don't think of them as competitors. Think of them as future potential collaborators. I recommend you go to events. For example, I'm friends with Jim Lauterbach, who is the CEO of VidCon, a gargantuous, like 70,000 person conference in Anaheim. We figure out ways to support each other. Maybe you could reach out on social media and maybe make a little video or provide some value to these peers of yours. Or maybe you could get them involved with your content creation. Figure out a way to add value at this stage of the process. Now, in my second book launch, I introduced a concept called the Elevation Principle. And it's a simple formula. Great content plus other people minus marketing messages equal growth. You all know what great content is. The plus other people part is where you can begin to collaborate and partner with other people. The minus marketing messages means, you know, hey, don't promote anything. I kind of think of marketing messages like flaps on an airplane. And when you're coming in for a landing, those flaps come up and it slows down the airplane. If you want to be more well-known, you need to try to like strike out those marketing messages because your goal is to just get out there and be more and more well-known. That's how you can achieve growth. So let's summarize the dreams method. First is depict. This is where you're going to create a super clear vision of who you want to become and why. And in particular, what could be holding you back. Then in the research phase, you want to discover exactly what is the struggle of your target audience. Which ones can you solve? And what about your competitors? What makes them absolutely amazing? And what are their unique specialties and strengths? Then in the experiment phase, this is where you want to take all the messaging that came out of your research phase and you want to put it to the test. You want to make sure you're in front of the right audience. You want to make sure your messaging is correct. And you want to keep running experiments until the certain right signals happen. You start hearing from people saying, oh my gosh, I love this. This is absolutely amazing. Then in the augment phase, this is where you begin to talk about your own talking points. You come up with your own methodology, like the dreams method. You identify the stories that you are going to tell, whether they're your own or other people. And then you begin to work out your social and your content strategy. You decide which mediums are best for you, spoken word, live performance, edited videos, or the written word. Then in the make phase, this is when you begin to make content and you now know that it's going to be awesome because you've done all this prior work. And this is when you can do it without having to start from scratch by leveraging the platforms of others. And then finally in the sync phase, this is when you build out those strategic relationships and you begin to take things to the next level. Now, if you follow this method, D-R-E-A-M-S, the dreams method, it will really help you out quite a bit. Now, I want to share something with you. Do you want to go deeper with me on this process that I'm talking about? If you do, you want to check out becomingwellknown.com. Here's why. For the first time ever, I am teaching a comprehensive course on this. I'm taking all my knowledge, all my wisdom, and I'm going to create 
what I believe is going to be the best thing that I've ever created, an amazing course. And every single stage of this process is going to be a module in this course. And each module will have many, many sections in it. There'll be videos, there'll be worksheets that you can do, and you'll be live with me at the end of every single week. So this is going to be a six-week course, and I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. You're going to have all the audio and the transcripts. We're going to have an exclusive Facebook group, and I'm going to give you lifetime access. So when we launch this course, if you get in now, you're going to be in forever. So as the course continues to improve and enhance over time, you're in and you're in for good. So I believe that if you do decide to come along with me, that you could have incredible ROI for a course like this. Because I just want you to think, what could you achieve if you didn't have to hustle and grind? If you didn't have to work so hard to be in front of an audience just for minutes on the social platforms. But instead, if you had people out there constantly evangelizing for you. If you think this is super exciting and super interesting, I want you to go to becomingwellknown.com. That's where you can see a lot more details about this course. And I've got all everything mapped out there for you. Simply go to becomingwellknown.com. I hope you decide to join me. Well, I hope you found that valuable. Even if you never go and check out the course, Hopefully, I've set you in motion with some ideas that can help you more visualize how you could become well-known and give you a proven path. If you want to see the show notes, visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 402. And if you're new to this podcast, hit that subscribe button. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.